Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! As we begin a broadcast day with a very somber feel uh, after what we saw last night in the Monday night game, uh, some of the incredible drama and uh, horrific sight we've ever watched witnessing sports. Nice to have you with us on this afternoon show here on the great Sirius XM82. Eddie Erickson and Colin Schmeling are in the house, Triple Eight Mad Dog 6. I'm sure we'll get your thoughts in the course of our afternoon, too. Peter King uh, will join us a little bit later on of uh, what we saw last night at uh, Paul Brown Stadium with uh, whatever it was, what, 5.58 to go in the first quarter. Uh, uh, you know, at about 8.55 at night with uh, DeMar Hamlin, the poor kid, a uh, six-round pick out of Pittsburgh, uh, who obviously collapsed after the hit with T. Higgins, got up, fell down. Uh, you knew right away uh, this, uh, you know, you kind of felt right away that this was not necessarily concussion-oriented, especially when you saw the highlight, because obviously nobody really had seen the play prior to, and then the medical staff running on on the field, players immediately gasping, realizing that this is a very serious situation. Uh, it became clear with the replay that it wasn't a head injury, so this was made it all, all the more freakier than, of course, the CPR and what have you, and what was just a tragedy that unfolded. Now, let's keep our fingers crossed uh, and all reports. We really haven't had a solidified report. I mean, uh, you know, the family did a wonderful job with their statement. The agent talked too, but we really haven't had a uh, update from a standpoint of health from either uh, the Bills, from either the uh, University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We really don't really have anything to give you uh, from an informational standpoint regarding uh, what, in fact, is the scenario here. It really nobody knows. So, I mean, you, you just hope, you know, we know he's sedated, it sounds like. Uh, and it sounds like that we're in a situation where, you know, they're monitoring everything and, uh, you know, he's in critical condition. I mean, that's essentially, you know, no change from that perspective in the last, say, 12 to 24 hours with the uh, with the defensive back of what looked to be a harmless play. Uh, you know, we are not going to break down uh, the vascular aspect of this. You know, I know you could get a surgeon on and everything else. Let's just say that it was a perfect storm of events that caused this uh, momentous moment. Uh, you know, whatever it might be, the, you know, I'm not going to get into, I, I read all the story. I didn't read all of them, but I read a couple of stories in the Washington Post and how this kind of a thing could happen. Uh, you know, the perfect timing of a collision to the heart area, uh, you know, with blood flow and everything else. We don't need to give you a breakdown there. Let's just say that it was a perfect storm where, you know, uh, uh, once a freak and uh, a once-in-a-lifetime accident. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Something, though, that we have seen with our very eyes. You know, when Chuck Hughes passed away in 1971, uh, the Lion receiver, when he collapsed in a bear game against the Bears, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, he fell. He fell down on the. I don't know if anybody saw that game. Uh, I remember reading about it and following it, but it didn't have the impact that this one had. This is Monday Night Football. This is 50 years later, where the NFL is king. This is a situation where it was a dramatic game between two dominant teams. 71, the Lions and Bears are not in that category. Uh, you know, so this is a situation. Although none of us really knew that much about Demar Hamlin prior to the game, and we knew a lot about the Bills, and we saw. You know a lot about Cincinnati, so uh, this uh, you know he's a member of a, and he starts on a 
big-time football team in a huge game with tremendous impact on, uh, you know, the regular season seeds and all those things. And so from that standpoint, the surrounding aspect of this, uh, of this uh, uh, terrible event is supersedes anything that we have seen in past. And remember, we saw Mike Utley. We saw Dennis Bird. That wasn't that long ago. You know, we obviously saw the, uh, you know, we didn't see it, but we know about the used thing of the Lions. Uh, you know, John McSherry with the Reds on opening day at Riverfront Stadium passed away, uh, which was a terrible sight. Uh, but, you know, that was on opening day. He was on the field. He wasn't a player, and it wasn't, uh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, it wasn't on national television. Um, but it just is just a, uh, it was her, it's something you're never going to forget. I mean, uh, you knew right away, uh, as soon as you saw the trainers run out there, you knew this was a traumatic, this was a dramatic scenario. I saw Peter King on, and he joined us today. I saw Peter King on, uh, on the Today Show. I guess there were 29 Buffalo medical folks involved in this. That's a lot of them. So, and the ambulance got in the field within about four minutes. The ambulance is there anyway. Uh, right inside the bowels of the stadium, got on that field fairly quickly. So, uh, you know, I, I think everything was done as uh, rapid as possible. And I think if you're look at it, looking at it, and we don't know the, hopefully we keep our fingers crossed, but and, uh, if, if, I, if, if it was ever going to happen, I mean, it happened on a football field with immediate medical attention, you know, uh, at the end of the day was well, hopefully very, very significant because, it, you know, he got attention immediately. So uh, that wouldn't have happened if this has happened in the middle of the night and, uh, you know, some deserted highway. So from that standpoint, maybe that will turn out to be a blessing. But the overall aspect of it is it was so traumatic to watch. And it, 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 it was just such a terrible sight. And the Bills players and the awkwardness of the whole situation, her, you know, just a, an impossible assignment for the broadcast crew, whether that be, in this case, Buck and Aikman, the Booger McFarlane and Schefter, and of course, Susie Kober, uh, Lisa Salters, and then later, obviously, Scott Van Pelt. I mean, it's a very, I don't know how you handle that. You got to go on the air for three, four hours here. It is a, I, I, don't, I don't know how you do it. And they did it uh, without a lot of information. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, but it just to say uh, it was something that, you, you know, you, you, you always, when you watch an NFL game, you know the uh, the impact of an injury. You, you know, we, all, we have seen these concussions, which have scared the living daylights out of us on numerous occasions, which... Um, which is, you know, we saw the NBA, the college official a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament final who collapsed. That was a very scary scene, too, when he had that spasm and he collapsed. You remember that? Uh, but nothing like this. Uh, I mean, this was a, I mean, he was brought back from the dead is what is what Demer, uh, Hamlin was. I mean, he was he was brought back to life. I mean, and it was right in front of your eyes on a Monday night football game on national TV in front of about 30 million. I mean, I, I mean, you can't get any uh, you can't get any spookier than that. John, and I could not have, under any, sir, I'm going to have trouble watching football this weekend. Forget watching football last night. I mean, uh, there was, you know, as soon as that happened, two seconds, you knew there was no way they were going to play the game. None. Zero. I don't know how, how the NFL waited an hour and six minutes. I have no idea. But there was no way, no way they were going to play that game. 
uh, as soon as it happened. Nobody wanted the game to be. McFarland mentioned that this was not a time to play a game. He said it about 10 or 12 minutes after the event. There was no way that game was going to be played under any circumstances, uh, and nor should it have been. And they should not play now. Obviously, this game is not going to be resumed this week. I would be stunned if this game is resumed in any shape, way, or form, unless they wanted to, you know, get in the way of their treasured bye week before championship game and Super Bowl. That's the only way you can do it. Um, but regardless, that, that is not the issue today. The, the issue today is really the, the health of the player. And um, I, I don't know what else to add that everybody else has not given you in the last, uh, you know, 18, 20 hours since this, is, since this has happened. I mean, you know, you go, you, you, you look, you've looked at your phone, all of us, every 20 minutes for an update. Uh, you know, the NFL has canceled all media today for every their, for all of their teams. So you're not going to get any information uh, from their media members. We're trying to get maybe a, a current football player on in the course of our day because that's what would scare me. The, the, the old player, the ex-player has already finished his career. It's the, it's the current player that would scare me to go back out there and play again. Oh, my goodness. I mean... I mean, you have to. It's what you do. Um, and, you know, well, we move on eventually. But, I mean, still, it's a, it's, it's a tragic. It's just it's tragic. It's tragic. And certainly we're far from out of the woods because we have no idea how DeMar is. I mean, we, we, I mean I, I'm assuming he's, 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 you know, he's got a chance to be okay. That's what I'm going to assume since we haven't heard anything different. And then they have him. He's in the right place. He's, you know, he's in top-notch care. I mean, he's in stable, you know, he's, he's, he's stabilized. Uh, so from that standpoint, we'll look at it that way. But, uh, you know, how the Bills play, the, how the Bills go out there and how they ever go back to Cincinnati to play this game, I have no idea. I know I couldn't do it. I mean, somehow, some way later in the year, we're going to play this game in Cincinnati. I mean, I guess they could if they had to. I mean, you know, that's what athletes, that's what you do. But... I mean, I, I don't know if the NFL will, uh, will make them do that. We'll have to wait and see there. But again, the first, uh, the, the, first, the first thing that we have to handle is the player. That's the first thing we have to handle. You got to hope the poor kid is okay. Uh, it, was, it was terrible. And again, uh, you know, to critique any live broadcast, you know, Buck, Aikman, you can't. That's an impossible assignment. All the training in the world is going to help you handle that. Uh, you know, there's nothing to critique. Uh, you know, you're watching in disbelief. You can critique the NFL some, and I'm sure we'll do that in the course maybe a little bit today. But, you know, you don't really want to go crazy there either. Who wants to hear somebody yell about the NFL today? Really? Is this what we're going to do? Uh, I, I'm not sure if that's the, the proper avenue to take, proper approach. Uh, I'm not sure if that's it. Um, it's just a, you know, I had to leave the room. I I couldn't I, I I was I was you know like everybody else why am I ain't different I mean I had a I I had I had a lot of trouble handling it I I couldn't I couldn't handle I because you knew you knew uh, listen I felt instantly especially after you saw the replay I felt instantly that this was a very very dangerous situation you always feel it's dangerous with the with 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 the no movement and the and the head injury but after you realize that. Uh, and that took about 10 seconds that it wasn't his head. This was not a concussion theme. Once you realize that and got to, wow, this could be something far more. And then you saw the highlight where he basically got, you know, he just got run over, essentially. And it was, the, it was again, it was the perfect storm. You said, oh, my goodness. What do we have? This is, this is horrific. 
And so it, I, it's just, it was so difficult. It was so difficult to get back into the focus. And you, you watched it all night. I mean, I'm sure you did. I did. I actually was looking for a respite at 11.35, quarter to 12. And I flipped on the NFL Network, which has been taking some abuse today, too, because they had no reports all night. But they had the Franco Harris thing, ironically enough, which I did not see the football life from a couple of weeks ago. And I actually, thank goodness, I, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. It was a night that you are never going to forget if you're a sports fan. I mean, the world stopped last night. The world stopped at 8.55. It stopped. At least all portion of the world did, America. It stopped. I mean, there isn't somebody, there isn't anybody in America who didn't know exactly what was going on within about 10, 15 minutes of that. Even less. There's no way. And then you're on it all night. I mean, who didn't wake up this morning at, you know, 6, 7 o'clock and run to the news or their phones for an update? Who didn't do that in America? I've never seen anything like it. And I gave you the four or five others that, you know, I thought about. Again, Utley, I saw that game live. I forget who the Lions were playing that day. Um, and I certainly remember, I do, I, it may have been the Jets. I, I, I'd have to go back and look at that. I certainly remember Dennis Bird against Kansas City. I believe that was Kansas City. I remember that very well. Uh, and I, I, I remember McSherry. And I remember reading about Chuck Hughes. I mean, that's... And that game, I don't believe, was on television. Lions, Bears. Just a, a tra- uh, you know, just a, a human tragedy right in front of us. That is not, hopefully, we have a happy ending. Pray to God. And I'll tell you, the best sign, I was thinking about this last night, too. It tells you where, I tell you, it tells you America, down deep, America is still the best place. How about that GoFund page? where he wanted to have 2,500, and now he's got over 4 million in the last 36 hours. America's got a heart. Sometimes you've got to reach deep to find it. But America's got a heart. That GoFund page went for two, where he was you know, using money there to help toys for his mom's daycare center. He wanted to get to, uh, what do you want to get to? I, it wasn't a lot of money. Uh, 250,000 maybe? Was it 2.5? Whatever it was. I think it was 250,000. And now that GoFund page, and let it sort of the billions, is at 4 million and over. Well, again, nobody wants to hear anybody scream and yell about the NFL here. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, the NFL. It sounds like they they did as best they could under the circumstances with the medical team, uh, with the uh, ambulance and and everything uh, and and what have you with the getting to the Cincinnati Medical Center. Um, but I'll say three things here, uh, and I'll try to do it gently, as I don't want to get this all over America. This is not necessary, all over America. I, I again, this is me watching it. My first instinct, you know, thirty seconds after we saw what happened. This is, you can't play this game under any circumstances. My first instinct. As soon as you saw those trainers running that field, and as soon as you saw the players react the way they did, not necessarily with tears, just they were scared, the game had to be canceled right away. So the fact that the NFL took 66 minutes 
to now it wasn't 66 minutes, but it, it was longer than 30 seconds. The fact that the NFL did not officially cancel the game for 66 minutes. I, I cannot understand that. Is it a big deal in the big picture? Probably not, but I cannot understand that. Now, the idea that the NFL, um, you know, said, well, give you five minutes to get, you know, before we resume. Now, that was reported by the folks doing the game. I don't know who exactly said it, if it was uh, Lisa, if it was Aikman and Buck. I, I, but it was reported that, you know, uh, it, well, it was John Parry, the folk, the, um, the, mem- the uh, official in the, in the uh, in the press box who said you know he was in direct contact with the NFL league's office and you know he told the ESPN crew well five minutes they're going to resume now the NFL has since denied that Troy Vincent denied that vociferously but the NFL is a huge corporation and at times the NFL has trouble making that transition from corporate to humane is the best way to explain it. And that for most of the night until we heard Vincent at what, three o'clock in the morning, whatever time it was. And I didn't stay up for him. I think he did it last night. That is what I was thinking about with the five minutes. Because John Parry is the one who who told us that. Now, John Parry is in direct discussion with the NFL. So somebody in the NFL told Parry, that, you know, yeah, we've got to take a break here. We'll resume in a few minutes, five minutes. Now, Vincent said later that that wasn't true. Now, uh, you know, you can, whatever the case might be, I mean, you would think it wouldn't be true because anybody watching that game, uh, you know, knew within 10 seconds, there's no, this game has to be canceled. What are we waiting for? This is not even an issue. Get the players in the locker room as soon as the ambulance leaves and, and, and call it a night. I mean, I'm sorry. There's no other way. You can't play this game. Uh, you, under any circumstances, this game cannot be played. And, you know, that was not the message that the NFL was telling anybody for an hour and six minutes. Now, you want to tell me what's the big deal? You want to tell me they owe nobody really an explanation? All right. That's fair. That's fair. You, wanna, you also want to give the NFL the complete benefit of the doubt with let's resume in five minutes? That's fair, too. If you want, I have no problem with that. But remember, the other thing that I was thinking about here, the NFL, this is, this is a TV show. Okay? This is, this, uh, these games, this is a TV show. It's reality television. That's why they get 40 million people watching it. We're addicted on football. We're addicted. So the idea that, they, that ESPN gives, and this game was also on ABC, well, they pay them about $2.5 billion a year. To do the games, the idea that between eight fifty-five and the time that I turned it off at about quarter to twelve, so essentially about three hours, the idea that nobody outside of a statement, that nobody which came out at ten o six or ten o one, the idea that nobody from the NFL reached out and did uh, some interview or gave information to somebody indirectly, told Lisa, got the message to Buck, whatever, that they did not go on in that three-hour period to sort of at least clarify a couple things. How about them going on to clarify the five minutes? Because one of the ESPN, uh, John Perry, told us that. We were resuming five minutes. Stories about it all over the place today. 
The idea that the this is a broadcast partner. They give them $2 billion a year, this, this, this ESPN does. You would think that somebody from the NFL would have made sure between – and then this is also through Van Pelt, who would spent a lot of time on this five-minute angle, that nobody from the NFL reached out to their broadcast partner who they have a, a, a relationship with for $2 billion a year and didn't at least, A, clarify the five minutes – to say, hey, guys, forget the fight. We were not playing the game. Didn't say that. Didn't clarify that. And then did not give them an update on what is happening. Uh, and what is go- and remember, they didn't tell the fans in the stadium until well after 10 o'clock. Now, again, it was a warm night. You know, everybody was, it was an eerie sight. So, I mean, it's not like there was, you know, uh, I don't think anybody was, I think everybody pretty much assumed that this game was canceled. Uh, but there was no official word for an hour and six minutes. You would think they would have told the fans long before this. So those are the couple things that, that, that I have an issue, that I don't have an issue, that you could wonder about with the NFL. Now, again, uh, you know, the care was superb, and that's the most important thing. Uh, you know, we, the, we got him to the hospital as quickly as we can. Sounds like the family came down from the stands and went with him in the ambulance. So from that standpoint, it was, it was, they did a great job. But their communication ability with the television networks and the idea with the fan base and just with America was, was I tell you, 66 minutes to tell you that the game was canceled when within 10 seconds anybody watching that knew there's no way this game was going to be played? 66 minutes it took them. I don't know. That felt like a long time to me. I don't know what they were waiting for. Now, maybe I'm being a little... I'm, I don't, don't want to yell about this. I'm sure there's an explanation. Uh, they have a lot more things to worry about, but I would think eventually within that 66 minutes, especially when ESPN is telling everybody they wanted to resume in five minutes. You would think somewhere in that 66 minutes, they would have gotten some information to the broadcast crew that they take two and a half billion dollars a year from and get them some information. Guys, we were not going to resume the game. That is incorrect. That is in, that's not that's incorrect information. So wherever you got that from, that's absurd. We knew we were going to cancel this game right away. And here's the update. Long before the 66 minutes. And they didn't do it. And so all of, you know what happens in that situation? Speculation. Everybody goes on Twitter. I, I didn't, but I know my, 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 a lot of my family members did. They all go on Twitter. Everybody wants to break a story. Everybody wants to be, you read it here first. This is what's happened. I'm down here with the Bills. They're, they're flying home tonight. He's in the end. That's what happens. The information goes haywire. Now, I understand the NFL's got more important things to worry about. In a, they got to make sure this, this poor player is being cared for properly but somewhere in that time period you would think they would have gotten you some information and they didn't want more chris russo listen to mad dog unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m eastern on mad dog sports radio sirius xm channel 82 mad dogs daily bite is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network if you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts